Welcome to No Stage Lights, a podcast and YouTube channel where we go behind the smoke and mirrors of everything from marriage to entrepreneurship. I am your host, Janelle Carter. And I am Terry Carter. And welcome to today's episode. I am excited to dive right into this topic because it's something that we talk about a lot in our household. And that topic is anxiety. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Anxiety. Now, I want to start out by saying that anxiety looks different for everybody. And if you are struggling right now and not feeling yourself or you're having any kind of thoughts that you might hurt yourself, please, please reach out. We don't want to just get that right off the top here um, to somebody or... There's helplines. Absolutely. And we'll link those below. So, uh, but... This is going to be an interesting episode because I am the one who struggles mainly with the anxiety and you are pretty steady Eddie. Yeah, I've, you know, I've had a couple moments here Mm -hmm. and there um, of just not knowing why I was feeling the way I was Mm -hmm. feeling. And you recognize it right away of being, oh, Oh, I'm an old pro. I'm an old pro. So I think that that what's happening there is that you have a normal amount of anxiety and I have an abnormal amount of anxiety. I think we could categorize it into that. Uh, So I think it's interesting to hear my point of view and then hear your point of view from the spouse because I know that we're not the only ones. Oh my goodness, no way. And and I think it's really important to hear both sides Mm -hmm. of how I'm feeling when I'm at my worst anxiety and how you're handling that with me. Yeah. The the main thing I would say to the spouse that does not have the anxiety problem to deal with the one that does, you just have to be patient. You you can't just go, oh my God, you're overreacting. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, you know, it it is real. Um, mm-hmm. So I think patience and talking calmly <laughs> are are two really, really big keys. And I always like to uh, explain it as like, I bring you back from the ledge. Absolutely. And for me, my type, the the type of anxiety that I have is um, centered around a lot of, of medical fear. And that goes way, way back for me. But I think the thing that I've realized the most with the type of anxiety that I struggle with is that it's the fear of the unknown. And all I need in that moment is a little reassurance. And so I think you do a great job at giving me that. I try. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've learned that a comfort for you is seeing that blue sign with the H on it, the white H. <laughs> I thought about posting those around the house. Um, yeah. In fact, when I sent you that, it was only a joke because I knew you were you were in a good place. I sent you that thing the other day about, I think it was somewhere in Antarctica or mm-hmm. somewhere, where the nearest hospital was 652 miles away. And that away. makes my heart skip a beat. <laughs> Which makes me feel like I need to go to the hospital. I saw that, and I had to send that to you just, just for a laugh. I so <clears throat> I I think really what that stems from from me is that I had a postpartum hemorrhage after I delivered my son and came very close to death and couldn't get help when I needed it. Right, and so that instilled, unfortunately, a lifetime of 
feeling like I need to be able to get help whenever, however, quickly and efficiently. And you were close to a hospital, but I think the main issue with that was was negligence. Um, yes. By just continually sending you home, which we won't get into that. But yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. So it's not that you weren't close to the hospital, you just weren't near a good one at that time. And right, and I kept, and I was denied care. Correct. And so when you're impressionable and you're young and you're scared and you're you know, not educated as to what's going on with your body and you're turned away, It something happens in your mind that you kind of are like, oh, I'm never going to let that happen again. Mm-hmm. And Well, you so, trusted that person. You were trusting their judgment. Yes. And they let you down. And they let, right. And, <clears throat> and it almost had a fatal outcome. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I control that now is to know that I have access to healthcare quickly, which really screwed with me when shutdown started happening. Oh yeah. In 2020. Yeah. When they started saying they weren't going to take care of. Yes. Cases that weren't related to COVID. Yes. Yeah. And that you couldn't get help and that paramedics were not reviving people. Like that was my, Oh. I gotta tell you, I was a little worried about that myself. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, wouldn't be right? you. You well, here's what's really interesting is that you have cardiac issues mm-hmm. and heart disease that was just genetic. Otherwise, I'm healthy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have a lot more serious underlying conditions that than I do. But you are not. You don't worry about that. No, my issues were. My last issue was like back in 07 when I had stents put in um, mm-hmm. twice, actually, two different times, once in 06 and then 07 was the second time. But I look at it as I take the best care I can of myself. I am a little overweight, but other than that, I think we eat well, mm-hmm. we exercise, and we, we just try to do the best we can, and that's, a, that's all we could do, mm-hmm. and... I'm a believer in if if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, but I'm going to do everything I can to prevent it. Well, that is a really great example of living in the moment and and doing the work that you know you can to prevent something, but then just setting it free and, and being okay with it. Anxiety, at least for me, comes from worrying about the future. Mm-hmm. So, you know... When you master the art of, say, meditation, for instance, you're not thinking about the past, you're not thinking about the future, you're living very steadily in the present, and it's the worrying about the future part that gets to me. Yes. What do I always say with you, um, or to you, say, we'll, we'll be in the car, or we'll be somewhere, and you'll say, what if blank, blank, blank happens? You say, what if it doesn't? Exactly. <laughs> That's So it's a 50-50 chance... Or, and sometimes <clears throat> that works well for me, but I got to be honest that sometimes that response kind of pisses me off. <laughs> it, I know. And I'm going to tell you why. And I don't do it for that, but I've just, that's me pulling you back from the ledge again. That's me, trying me, I try, my main purpose for saying that is to, it's kind of like almost a, a clap of the hands or a snap of the finger to mm-hmm. kind of like snap you out of it. 
Right. And it make you think rational again. Not not that you're not. Well, you're not when you're having anxiety. But <clears throat> what I think, sometimes the way that I take that, what if it doesn't, is I need you to tell me how you're going to make sure that I'm okay if it does. So when you say to me, if that happens, then we will A, B, or C, or one, two, or three, or we will find a hospital, or we will call an ambulance, if that happens. And then it's like, okay, we have a plan in place. And that helps me sometimes more than, well, what if it doesn't? Well, but I don't say it nonchalantly like you that. You don't. And, and no, here, you don't. You're and, right. I'm taking it out of context. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. How many times have we been in a situation to where, and you especially, something has happened. You've worried about something. You've worried and you've worried and you've worried, and it happens, and you don't even think twice, and you handle it like mm-hmm. a champ, and it's like you worry, but once it happens, all your worry is gone, and you focus on you take care of the problem, you get from A to B, and it's done. I agree. I do so better in the moment. That's kind of my, I guess that would be my reasoning for how I react Sure. with you. I think that you're not doing anything wrong, and I'm sure there are a lot of spouses out there who maybe react the same or might say things like, <clears throat> that's crazy, that's not going to happen. Well, you know, but I think it's important for that other party to understand that it's the reassurance that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's an important message to drive home that reassurance is what we are looking for. You know, I'll say that <laughs> I, I learned a lot from um, our friend Brad, mm-hmm. and that's the only name I'm going to give, obviously, but um, I watched him deal with his spouse that had severe anxiety mm-hmm. and I watched him just calm and always had his head on and he he would just talk to her and it would work mm-hmm. and I was just like obviously that's the proper way to handle it and yeah. he I watched him and he was like wow and because he had dealt with it for a long sure, time. Sure and he has a lot of training in his yeah, um, in, in his, his field, field yep, yep. too which <clears throat> comes in handy mm-hmm. um, uh, but I agree that calm cool collected mm-hmm. You know, guys, telling somebody that they're crazy or... Yeah, you're dumb for feeling that. Or yeah. It, it, all that does is like... It just it just feeds it. Well, it's just fuel. It doesn't solve anything. And I didn't mean... God, so I'm a Midwestern girl, so I don't, you know, I don't say y'all as much... As you guys? As, yeah. <laughs> so I say you guys a lot, so I'm not pointing out you guys. Men. On, right. Right. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you guys collectively as listeners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, there's my anxiety coming into play. Yep. <laughs> Worrying oh about offend- offending That's an interesting um, point, though, because as I get older, I grow, I've grown a lot in this, but I do worry about offending people all the time. I know. I, I got I to gotta tell you, I do, too. <clears throat> I second guess myself all the time, and I'm like, I'll talk with somebody and then we'll walk away or we'll part ways or whatever. And the first thing in my head was, wow, I hope I didn't say something stupid or did I, did I offend them? And, and I find myself (laughs) falling over myself trying to apologize for something that never happened. Oh, totally. Have you ever 
just completely gone downhill. Like, oh, the rabbit hole. I should have probably, you know, and now this person's probably mad at me. And then I, and I am an over explainer. And then, (laughs) then people do think you're crazy. (laughs) You and I together in a social situation is actually comical. So if someone could actually record us (laughs) in a social situation, you'd have enough for a a really good comedy show. We are are very socially awkward. Oh, Mm, very. Do you think that we're getting more socially awkward the more that we have self-proclaimed socially awkward people, though? No. <laughs> you think we're just no, that we're just, bad? We're, we're just there. <sighs> it's Well, you and I can be talking with people, and we'll look at each other and like, why did you why say that? Why did you say that? Yeah, well, why, I, I blame this. Check, please. I blame years and years and years of being the entertainment and being kind of like... Segregated on that stage by herself, separated from the crowd, and not having to really talk to anybody yeah, other than through a microphone when you're negotiating something, or yeah, or uh, how about the time and you tell it so well when we were playing the private function and it was an open bar. <laughs> we were playing a private function. There was an open bar. We were told at the beginning of the night that the band had an open tab, but somewhere along the lines, the bartenders. They, sw- switched, they switched, yeah. Yeah, switched shifts or whatever, and there was a new bartender. So Terry went up to get a drink, and the bartender said that will be three fifty. And he, just, like deer in the headlights, he said, um, "But I'm with the. I'm gonna. I was supposed to. I'm having the. We're and, and I could. I just was walking up behind him, and I could tell he was just, you know, in a I panic. Couldn't get a sentence out of something. I thought I was. And I, I thought I was. I'm supposed to be. And I said he's with the band. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> so that social awkward. Oh, I was in a full sweat over that. I was like, those I are the do? things that make yeah. you anxious. Do, does, do social situations cause you anxiety? Then would you say? If I'm if I'm put in a situation where I have to talk to somebody that I really don't know, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Really? Well, I'm not good with small talk. Okay. Um, I. Not great with small talk at all, especially with somebody that I have just met and that I don't know. And it's not, the, and that's why when I leave that conversation, my first thought was, or is, oh my God, I hope they don't think I'm rude. Do you, well, do you think that that's a confidence issue? I think it Being is confident oh, yeah. in trusting ourselves, <clears throat> you so know, if, if it's a friend that I've, you know, talked to Jason or Greg or any of those guys, I mean, right. All night. Oh, sure. No worries. Yeah. 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 But and that's so funny because you're so witty and you're funny. You're a funny dude. And you've got, you know, you're you're great at cracking jokes at the right time. That is something I'm terrible at. I am not good on the spot. <laughs> there are some people who are just so darn quick-witted. Yeah. I am not one of them. I have my moments. Sometimes <laughs> I crash and burn, but yeah. yeah, I have my moments. Well, there was the little smoky incident. That's about as funny as I get. Yes. But... You know, I have girlfriends who, who can snap back, and I just can't. I'm like, well, that, <laughs> fine, you're mean. I'm so pathetic. It's just not, you know, I'm not one of my uh, it's like, yeah, well, shining you are moments. Too. <laughs> you instantly turn five years old. Yep. Yeah, social, social <clears throat> situations do not cause me anxiety um, unless I'm kind of put on the spot in another way than performing so that's funny because we perform just fine well here's a story that um i had a speech class when i was going through nursing and 
part of the grade was I had to get up and and give this obviously a speech. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I two times this happened to me. I don't know why I had speech twice or well whatever. <laughs> um, but I conned the teacher in to let me bring my guitar in. I was in your speech class and I sang my speech. That I my, remember uh, this because do you know that I was I, in your speech class? Yeah. We took it together. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, just let me hold my guitar. <laughs> and and she looked at me like I was crazy. Well, but it, yeah. it worked. I got from, you know, I sang my speech to everybody. They liked it. Well, I <laughs> recently um, married somebody. So I officiated a that wedding. That funny for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I officiated a wedding. And I really thought at one point I was going to pass out. I was so nervous. My heart was skipping and racing and and it was terrifying and i and i just know that had you have been standing next to me with a guitar i would have been fine so it's really in your mind but what's well, a comfort zone yeah that and but that again that stuff does not cause me to have i mean that's kind of like quick short lived panic the anxiety that i experience on the daily is like waking up in the middle of the night, like I did last night, panicking because not sure if I took my medicine or not, which I'm on Synthroid for my thyroid daily and have been for many years. And I wake up in the night panicked because I don't think I took it. So it all trickles back down to health for me. It's medical, right? Yeah. What were you going to say? The anxiety with, uh, the only time you had anxiety performing was right after your surgery. Remember when you got up and yes, that, that and was you had you left it. But and I think that was mainly because, again, it, re, it revolved medically because I think sure. you were you were unsure of how yes. you were going to be able to sing. And well, in 2011, I had a, a <clears throat> cancer diagnosis. I'm I'm happy to report that I am healthy and totally fine. But the surgery that I had um, was in my throat and affected my vocal cord nerve, and I could not sing. And we didn't know if I was going to be able to sing for a full year for a long, long time, a full year. And so ultimately I tried and it didn't go very well for the first time, but that's what you're yes, referring that's what, to. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. So yeah, anxiety, it's just, um, an interesting little <laughs> demon, I think. And, uh, I hope that if you're listening today and you're experiencing any of that, that, you know, reach out to us, then we would be a really great sounding board for you. And if it's, if it's more severe than that, and you're really having trouble doing the things that you need to do every day, and you're, and you're really having your quality of life is affected, please reach out, please yeah. reach out to Don't somebody professional. To yeah. It's, it's treatable and, you know, we really, really want to just drive that point home. Yeah. So. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Nope, please don't. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. We are Janelle and Terry Carter, No Stage Lights Podcast and YouTube. And uh, take care of each other, you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs>